Good morning. It is Thursday, October 20th, and trending this hour, Netflix. They're going to start charging for extra users on accounts. They intend to charge account holders for having users outside of their household who are using the service. Also trending, lack of exercise costing money. According to a recent report, governments all over the world may be incurring costs of more than $27 billion annually as a result of citizens not engaging in enough physical activity. This is from the World Health Organization. And finally trending, Billy Ray Cyrus. He seems to have confirmed his engagement to Fire Rose, who is younger than his daughter, Miley. He confirmed his engagement to who? Fire Rose. She is an Australian singer. Oh, I was going to go with adult film star. Uh, No, but Billy Ray Cyrus and his wife of 28 years, Tish Cyrus, announced their separation back in April and just five months later. Billy was seen dating Fire Rose, and they have posted pictures of the two of them together on Instagram with her wearing a big diamond ring on that finger, and the ring is estimated at over $200,000. All right, I'm looking this person up. Are you looking up Fire Rose? Just Google Billy Ray Cyrus, and you'll see him together. he, He looks... Uh, like he has seen better days. He's had work, hadn't he? He he's definitely had work. He looks like it. Yeah, I mean he's hidden in some sort of long hair now and a beard, but under that you can tell he's he looks like he's had some serious work. And mm-hmm. I mean, I guess she's nothing really to write home about. He's no longer sporting the mullet that he made famous. Uh, who's the actor? Is it Momoa? Is that who I'm thinking of with the long hair? Is who? it Jason? Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. Yeah. Don't, don't you think Billy Ray Cyrus looks like him now a little bit with the long hair? He's like a smaller version. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, not near, he's not nearly as physically fit. I don't know, Casey. <laughs> and look, everybody is free to live their life as mm-hmm. they see fit as long as they don't harm others. But long flowing hair that is half brown, half blonde. <laughs> when you're how what is he? He's got to be 55 years old. Right? How old is Billy Ray Cyrus? I don't know. I'll look it up. All right, here. Let's look it up. There just comes a point where it's just it's just no longer cool anymore. It's, he's 61. Oh, he's 61. Oh, even yeah. worse. I mean, there is no way at any point that any of that hair is a natural color anymore. And when you're mixing multiple unnatural colors, <laughs> grow up. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting that it's blonde on the end and dark by the roots. That never happens. That would be a good look for Rob, I think, think at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It is eight minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And Bernie Sanders is planning an eight-state blitz with at least 19 events over the final two weekends before the midterm elections. He's looking to rally young voters and also progressives as the Democrats are confronting their daunting national headwinds trying to score some people for the midterms it's very interesting because when you look at where he's going first of all it is fascinating to me that i don't know, I don't know if anybody's been paying attention to this but oregon which yeah. is one of the most liberal states in the union has a whole bunch of u.s house and the governor's race that are in play mm-hmm. because even the people in oregon have have said we have had enough of loony left policies and i think they saw what happened in portland in 2020 and mm-hmm. beyond mm-hmm. and said no thanks so they th- this is where the sort of defense that the democrats are playing right now that oregon and then there's a couple uh, formerly safe democrat house seats in california that are now in play 
And it is interesting that the Democrats are now having problems with two sets of people. They are having problems with the swing voter, which is obvious, but they're also having problems with their base because the the, the disingenuous promise they made, which they never intended to keep or could keep, and they knew this, was get us elected and we'll give you all this pie-in-the-sky stuff. And what they've done, while a devotion to radical leftism, the green dream, the other stimulus, you know, all the things that they have passed, you know, choking off domestic energy supply, open border, etc., has still not gone far enough for the lunatic base. So they're having to send Bernie Sanders mm-hmm. out there to try to draw out more of the lunatic base. Yeah, Bernie said he's a little concerned that the energy level for the young people isn't there. He's also concerned about working class people. And you mentioned Oregon and the Nike co-founder. Phil Knight. Phil Knight, also the richest man in Oregon, is putting a lot of money behind the Republicans right now. And he's come out and said that after 40 years of Democrats ruling Oregon, he's done. He wants them gone. Well, and, and isn't it interesting that, it, and I know this is totally unachievable and ridiculous, but wouldn't it be interesting if every person could take their adult brain and transpose it into younger people, right? Because we always hear the younger people this and the younger people that. And every time the younger people come out, it's supposedly for more and more government intervention, more and more socialism, more and more liberalism. And yet it's never enough because the reality is that stuff doesn't work. The reality of that is more government only makes things worse, but these Kids, I mean, they're adults, but they're kids, talking, you know, 25 and under, mm-hmm. uh, you know, are brainwashed into believing that they can somehow government their way into this utopian existence that has never happened. And you would love to stop them and go, dude, for a whole bunch of you in like 15 years, you're going to realize what an idiot you are and the <laughs> critical thinking you lack because we always hear about more government, more stuff, more mm-hmm. this, more that. And it never makes young people happy. Yeah. Young people are always miserable. Well, it's a passion over logic is what it is. So Bernie Sanders is going to be going to Oregon, California, Nevada, even Texas. He plans to stop in Florida. He's going to go to Wisconsin, Michigan, and even Pennsylvania. A lot of the Republicans are using him as a boogeyman in the TV ads. And, you know, some of his best work was when he sat alone during COVID and became a meme. At least he was comic relief. That was his best contribution. 12 minutes after 10 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And let's talk about Jeff Bezos. Come on, Jeffrey, you can do it. He's the latest to warn about the economy saying it's time to batten down the hatches. So he's just one of another corporate leader to warn about the state of the uh, of the economy. But here's the thing with Bezos that you have to take into consideration. Doesn't this guy just have data on everything we purchase now? And maybe he's seeing a trend and it's making him realize, oh, crap, this is different. This really is a recession. Yeah, but Jeff Bezos asked for this. Because Jeff Bezos is a super liberal person 
who has supported super liberal candidates, super liberal ideology. His prized media possession, the Washington Post, mm-hmm. is an uber left publication. So what did you think was going to happen, Mr. Richest Man in the World? What? How did you think the Biden presidency was going to go? How did you think the Democrats having control of the House, the Senate, and the White House was going to work out? Why would anyone be surprised? And it is very odd that a guy who is in, apparently intelligent enough, I don't know if he still technically is, but at one point was, the richest man in the world, how do you have that sort of of brain functionality that you can create something that is so wonderful for so many people that you become the richest man in the world. You're building rockets that go up, take people up into space, but yet you lack the common sense to realize, wow, giving the Democrats control of all levers of government is a really bad idea, and apparently he didn't realize that. Yeah, well, he's realizing it now. He's not the only one. The Goldman Sachs CEO says there's a good chance of a recession. Uh, Jamie Dimon from J.P. Morgan said that it's very, very serious. The U.S. could slip into a recession within the next six months. And now two-thirds of adults say they're worse off than they were just a year ago. And nearly one in three workers, including those earning over $100,000, are living paycheck to paycheck. And this is what happens when the prices of staples like meat, eggs, and bread are all soaring at the grocery stores and a lot of people are now substituting their brand name products with comparable store brand items and rob this is something that i know you do all the time this is like regular practice at your house this isn't just batten down the hatches tighten the belt no sort of activity for you this is the way you live all the time yes i am uh I don't know if I, I guess you could say I'm a minimalist. Mm-hmm. I mean, I live in a house. It's not a tiny house, but, you know, I don't do a lot of shopping. I don't do a lot of excess buying. I don't take vacations. And, you know, knock on wood, anything can happen, but I'm pretty well set to weather whatever economic storm comes along. Now, obviously, that is dependent on me keeping a job here, et cetera. But I've been planning for this for 20 years because <laughs> I knew the government was going to get us here eventually. So Kirkland is now my brand at Costco. It's no more Oscar Mayer bacon. Instead, it's the Kirkland bacon. Uh, I've mentioned before, I've switched from basic four cereal now to raisin bran. Pam cooking spray. This is interesting. If you substitute the Pam cooking spray to the Meyer cooking spray, it's a $3 difference. Yeah. Just by not buying the name brand. But here's the problem, and I've been talking about this for a year now, because this is why I'm most upset, is I had that little aisle of off-brand stuff Mm -hmm. all to myself for Mm -hmm. years and years and years. And and now it's empty? I was going through the store, saving all my money, laughing at you people that are buying name brand stuff. And now, Mm -hmm. not only can I oftentimes not find the uh, store brand rather than the name brand, but when I can, it's markedly more expensive because it's harder to get because all you people who now suddenly need to start saving your pennies are screwing it up for me. <laughs> you say all you people, you're talking to me because I'm not buying Tostitos anymore. Now I'm buying El Matador well, chips. And here's the thing, Casey. Look, it's not Tito's vodka, it's Kirkland vodka. Well, this is the thing, right? Like you got to, and this is why I don't think you should be allowed to buy the stuff that I buy because you had your life of luxury while I was saving my pennies. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's fine. Right, it's very much like the argument about the student loan debt forgiveness. Right, yeah. I worked a full time job overnights when I was in college. 
It took me six years to get through college. I paid cash as I went. I would uh, go to work. I'd go sleep in the parking lot, go to school. A lot of my friends get to go party, have fun, whatever. Fine. There's risk reward, right? There's, you know, tit for tat, yin for yang, whatever Mm -hmm. you want to call it. So the deal was I get a better adulthood with more financial freedom and flexibility because you behaved like a lunatic during college. Fine. No problem. That's a trade-off. But now, now... I'm not getting the reward for being responsible. Same thing here. You shouldn't get to buy the off-brand, Casey. You should have to keep buying the overpriced name (laughs) brand stuff because I deserve that aisle all to myself. (laughs) It's 18 minutes after 10. He's Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels, and the CDC is recommending that students, young kids, should get the vaccine as part of the vaccine regiment before they enter school. And we're going to talk about that coming up from 93 WIBC. A new research paper that was authorized by or authored by a prominent cardiologist has concluded that the use of the mRNA COVID vaccine should be halted until independent investigators are given access to the raw data from the clinical trials. He's, he's, we're going to share with you what he says, and it is some scary stuff. And this on the heels of the CDC recommending that all students get the COVID vaccine before entering school, which has a lot of parents very concerned. So this doctor, he was originally a really big defender of COVID vaccines, but then his father got sick. And he had access to the before vaccine tests and after vaccine tests. And after his father passed away from sudden cardiac arrest, he began to investigate just a little bit more the evidence of the vaccines. Are they safe? Are they effective? Everything that goes into it. Yeah, Asim Malhotra is his name. He's a London cardiologist and... He is basically saying, and look, he's got a medical degree, and he's a guy that knows what's going on, And but he's basically saying the stuff that we have been saying from the beginning. Now, I'm not speaking for you. I'm saying here in this time slot, and I remember, uh, you know, when Mock and I were talking about this as well, and look, you know, Mock was one of those people. I think she admitted it. She kind of felt pressured into getting the vaccine, and, you know, we said there's just so much that people don't know about this thing, right? This is the first thing in the history of ever that the government was just like, no, we don't need massive government oversight on this. You'll be fine. Go for it. Like, if that's how it operates, then why don't all the medical stuff operate that way? For years and years and years, we're told government is the all-knowing, all-seeing, all-doing creator and knows everything, and you must have government have lengthy and uh, never-ending oversight over everything or you will end up dead on your kitchen floor. But yet when it came to this vaccine, for some reason, the government just said, yeah, throw it out there. Oh, we've been at this for three months? Sure, why not? Mm -hmm. No way, man. There are a whole bunch of us who said, nope, not doing that. And by the way, I saw somebody say this in in the chat, and that's not true. Mock did not cave. Same way Hammer or other people didn't cave. When you got to make a choice based on what we were being told at the time and the people who own this company and based on what your financial circumstances are. And this was the great 
the 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 great tragedy and Joe Biden coming out and giving cover to these companies. I mean, Joe Biden basically when he came out and did that mandate that we're we're going to find businesses, we're going to we're going to that. He basically gave cover to these companies who wanted to do it anyway, who were owned by you know leftist people who said we want to do this anyway. Thanks, Joe Biden. Thanks for giving us the cover. It's not like, it's not caving. It, you know, when you've got spouse, you've got kids, mm-hmm. you've got other things to think about. You know. You were in this position. Mm-hmm. I don't view it as anybody who felt forced to do it caved because they were going to lose their job. You know who's evil in that? The government was evil in that because it was Joe Biden and his goon squad who provided this cover for businesses who wanted to do it anyway to go, oh, yeah, sure, we'll do it. Look, I said no, but I was in a position at that time where I wasn't married, mm-hmm. didn't have kids, mm-hmm. and I was willing to stand on my high horse and say, if they kick me out, they kick me out. I didn't have the things to worry about that certain other people did. So nobody caved because they did it because they thought they were going to potentially lose their job if they didn't. That's just totally the wrong wrong way to think about it because you can't ask somebody who wants to work to say, well, you just, just go find another job. Not not that easy to do in this business, not that easy to do in this economy. I don't know. I, I feel like the, the companies that force their people to get the vaccine in order to remain employed should be held accountable, should be ashamed. You can't force medical procedures on people for employment. Uh, and it, that's, it, that's coercion. Well, it is. And the, the, we're going to look back, but historians aren't honest anymore, but people who are honest will look back at 2020 through today and view this as one of the dark periods in American history. Anyway, here's this London cardiologist uh, talking about the negative impact the vaccine has had. It is my duty and responsibility as a consultant cardiologist and public health campaigner to urgently inform doctors, patients, and members of the public that the COVID mRNA vaccine has likely played a significant role or been a primary cause of unexpected cardiac arrests, heart attacks, strokes, cardiac arrhythmias, and heart failure since 2021 until proven otherwise. Hmm. He went on to say that the risk of being hospitalized due to an adverse reaction to the vaccine is greater than any protection the vaccine provides from hospitalization due to COVID. It's 1027, and coming up next, we're going to hear from you, the number 317-684-8444. We've got your voicemails on the way from 93 WIBC. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. Good morning, it is 1032 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. The voicemail phone number 317-684-8444. We like hearing from you with your questions, comments, and smart remarks. And we've got a bunch of them today. Yes. All right. So we have been telling you fabulous listeners for months and months and months, do not listen to the polling. Do not look at the polling. Do not care about the polling unless it's just something fun for you to do. It's like betting on sports, Mm -hmm. right? Like if you have money to lose and you get enjoyment out of it, great. If you're planning on earning your living off of it, then you're making an egregious mistake because we told you what was going to happen. Polling, and it happens almost every single election, is about the media manipulating people into a way of thinking. It is manipulating voter behavior until the three or four weeks out, and then the polling always starts to close. And what do you know? It's exactly what happened once again. So you can either believe that just every single year people are super liberal until October and then become super conservative or believe what we're telling you. person called about... Uh, about polling. 
Hi, Rob. Hi, Casey. This is Alex from Greensburg. I'm stuck in traffic here in downtown. It is terrible. But I want to talk about the polling you guys were just discussing this morning. All right. So we know polls are not reliable up until three to four weeks out in, uh, until election. But do you guys think that polls will push it and push it and get less reliable and just straight out start lying just like the media does? Do you think there's anything that will hold these pollsters to be accountable? Um, the news is using, you know, fake tactics all the time. Do you think polling becomes one of those things? Just curious. I love your show. Listen every day. Thanks, guys. That's a good question from Alex. Yeah, so I think here's what goes on with polling again. And I, Real Clear Politics is a great website to look at, and they've got it up now where you can see how they estimate the oversampling of polling because that's a big part of it. And why polls are so often wrong is they will oversample. It's like if you do a poll and seven of your 10 people you poll are Democrat, but the district or the state is not seven in 10 people being Democrat then you're oversampling Democrats in the poll. Mm -hmm. And so you have that going on, which is intentional, which is why the polls start tightening as we get closer to Election Day. They start doing the sampling better, I think. Number two is, and I've said this about Georgia, and this is the exact thing I said about uh, Donald Trump in 2016. I remember in 2016, I, I was asked by Indy Star to do a live uh, event for the first debate between Trump and Hillary. And there were all these establishment wizards of smart in the room and all these people, elected people, whatever. And then there was me. And, of course, I was like the cousin Eddie of the event. And <laughs> after after the event, you know, they had us do interviews and stuff. And all these people, oh, my gosh, you know, Republicans and Democrats are like, Hillary won. She was the clear winner. It wasn't even close. Trump might as well just take his name off the ballot. And I said, you people are so stupid. I said, you have no idea what he was doing up there. He was talking to people in about three states, mm -hmm. Michigan, mm -hmm. Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and probably parts of Ohio. Mm -hmm. I said to the people in Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and probably parts of Ohio, he kicked the crap at Hillary Clinton. <laughs> the Trump defender. What a moron. Who won? Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Because those voters are hard to find. They don't show up in normal polling. It's the same thing that's happening, going to happen with Herschel Walker in Georgia. There's a whole bunch of dudes between the ages of about 40 and 65 who may not even normally vote in a midterm election who are going to roll in there for the poll to support Herschel Walker because they love themselves some Georgia football. Okay, there's also lots of margin of error with yes. these polls. And... The pollsters are asking people and relying on them to be honest. And many people won't tell the pollsters You're right. how they really feel. You're right. And, and so there are a bevy of things that go into this. I think it's very hard to get polling within one or two points, period, even if you're being utmost on the level about how you're, you're, you're doing it. I think it's very hard to do that because of the things that we're talking about, especially in the modern era. But the polling is, for the most part, voter manipulation in June, July, 
August, even into September. Now, she asked about the legitimacy of them. Are are they intentionally swaying things? No, I don't think they are. I mean, they're making money, but they're depending on people answering honestly. They try to get it right at the end because the poll at the end is what they use in the future when they say you should use us to do your polling. Right. All right. A couple calls today about Trump and DeSantis. And, you know, this Mm. is one of the things our listeners love to really get passionate about is Mm -hmm. who should be the face of the Republican Party going forward. We have said clearly it's Ron DeSantis. There are obviously a lot of people who still feel very strongly about Trump. Here we go. I played a gentleman yesterday that was a big Trump supporter. He loved Trump. He said Trump fought for him. And that's great. I was a Trump supporter. I love Trump. But you guys are 100% correct. It has to be Ron DeSantis this time. For many of the same things you guys keep saying, his ideals, his policies, some of his ideals and policies are better than Trump's. He's proven he'll fight for the people. He'll go up against big corporations like Disney. Mm-hmm. And one for me is he's 44, he's young, and I've been saying we need somebody young in the White House for years. As far as Trump, the so-called drama or baggage, there's two things for me. One, he hasn't learned anything from his first time in the White House. He still does the same thing. Two, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh, if he wins the White House again for some chance— it's going to be just like last time. He won't be able to, be able to get as much done as he should because he will be in a continual battle against the people from both sides that want to take him down. It hasn't even stopped since he's been out of office. Mm-hmm. Love you guys. Love the show. Keep up the good work. There is the, the reality of Trump is he is incapable of coalition building at this point, either as a candidate or certainly as a governance, a system of governance, if he gets in there. That's the reality of it, right? Like the stuff Trump does does not offend me, clearly, but I'm also not the person (laughs) who you have to win their vote. Mm -hmm. The reality is that there are a huge group of people whose vote counts the same as yours and mine who believe a president should look, act, and behave Mm -hmm. in a certain manner. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump will not do that. He's not going to do it. He's not going to change. It's like letting a man or woman back in your life who keeps cheating on you and every time going, well, this time it'll be different. Mm -hmm. No, it's not. They Mm -hmm. are what they are. And Donald Trump was capable one time, one time, of coalition building a group of people in blue states who were disenfranchised by Obama's policies and hated Hillary Clinton. That's the reality of Donald Trump. The many, many people, the people who put Trump over the top did not vote for Donald Trump. They voted against Hillary Clinton and against the policy of Barack Obama. Mm -hmm. And Trump gave them the opportunity. He spoke to those people. He was smart enough to speak to those people. I saw it when no one else did. That's why, you know, think, I think about this radio station at the time, the people who were on air at the time. None of those people were giving Trump a snowball's chance in you-know-what. Mm-hmm. And I was on this station as a guest saying that, and I was basically the only person. Trump can't do that again. Like, he's just, he's not capable of it. And if by some miracle he wins, he can't govern. We've read that book already. Absolutely. Okay, now you had mentioned... We want somebody who looks, acts, and behaves presidential. And that's what did it for me. And I've told you many times, 
it was May of 2020, so this is six weeks right. into the pandemic, and I was sitting in Tallahassee, and I looked up at the TV, and Ron DeSantis was giving a speech, and I didn't even have the audio on. The audio was down on the TV, and I just looked up and said, that's the next president. Yes. He is going to run for president because he just looked and acted and behaved, and now we've learned all of the things that he's done that he can successfully run on. Yes. He, he's not just going to run on, I'm not the other guy. He actually has accomplishments that he can run on. Casey is the sort of person, and I, I'm not just saying this because you're my radio partner, but you are the sort of person that everyone should be forced to be in a focus group with because you're not ideologically driven to the point where the ideology is all that matters. I'm not blinded by it. Right, exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. And, yeah. and we need more of that in our focus groups because you are a mother you are a, you are a, a working professional person and you are a person who can listen to arguments and separate them from the person making the argument and come to different sets of conclusions me i'm a lost cause you don't have to appeal to me right <laughs> like like I, th th there's just no you know there's no my vote is going to be won or lost based on what you based b long before you know I'm a lost cause. Why don't we just why don't we just leave it at that? That's our takeaway for today. Rob Kendall's a lost cause. That's a really good hot take you have there, Rob. Uh, well, well, you mentioned it the other day. Uh, you think that Ron DeSantis will be the Republican candidate, and I agree with that. And I I was saving it for a night with WIBC on who I believe the Democrat candidate will be. If it's not Joe Biden, if he decides not to run, I think it's going to be that guy who lives in Traverse City, Michigan now. Yes. Um, all right, one more call about Trump and DeSantis. Hey, Robbie Casey. Um, in my career, I've had experiences, I almost said the honor, but it wasn't, uh, getting invited to political events where um, sponsor a table, 25,000, 50,000, 100,000. You don't want to sponsor a table to be in a room with a bunch of politicians blowing smoke up your ear then you can do $1,000 a plate, and then you can pay an extra $1,000 to get a photograph. Mm -hmm. The money that is pumped into these political parties by people that have agendas is ridiculous. Because if you're going to pay $50,000, $100,000 to sponsor a table, dress up in a tux to hear some blowhard repeat the same talking points over and over and over, who have done absolutely nothing to further... The advancement of the American citizen, the American worker, the middle class, small business is ridiculous. It's all about money. That's it. It's all about money. And then Greg Pence, I saw a sign that said Greg Pence ready to serve again. Serve who? Hmm. Himself? This guy has done nothing. He got elected on name recognition only because his brother was governor and vice president, who right now probably can win a straw poll with Jeffrey Dahmer. So I don't understand why the system is the way it is. The system is broke. We need a real third party. We need uh, uh, someone to disrupt the third party or the two parties. Excuse me. He's talking about the rubber chicken dinners. Yes, uh, that was not exactly the clip I wanted, but that's fine. That'll work. He's 100 percent correct. 
He's absolutely 100% correct. And this is why we talk about the things that we talk about every single day. And I think every year it resonates more and more with people. And why I'm such a huge proponent of Jeff Moore and the Secretary of State race. Because his race, look, if you want to kneel at the altar out of fear because you're worried about Schumer having the Senate and vote for Todd Young, I can't stop you. But there, that is no excuse in the Secretary of State's race because there's nothing, whatever your wildest fear is, that Destiny Wells gets to be Secretary of State if Jeff Moore gets 20% of the vote. She can't do anything because she's not a lawmaker. Her job is to enact the laws of the legislature. Mm-hmm. If Jeff Moore gets 10%, exactly what this guy is talking about, and the Libertarians get the primary ballot access, you will start to see a bevy of ballots being filled out with Libertarians. You will see millions of dollars in the same free publicity that the Republicans and Democrats get every year, and you will start seeing a viable third party that will, at the very least, even if they don't win, they will hopefully scare the Republicans enough that they will start behaving like Like, Republicans and conservatives. But it only happens if Jeff Moore gets the 10%. This guy uh, I'm glad Kevin skipped over because I wanted to get to that one anyway. And and that's a, it's a perfect phone. It was a perfect phone call. Guys, 100% right. All right. We've got uh, Hammer joining us next on 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good morning. It is 1050 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Joining us in the studio is Hammer. So were you watching your Twitter feed last night to find out if WIBC won the Marconi Award like I was? No, I was gambling on the Pacers game last <laughs> night. And here's the thing about these award shows. Yeah. Now, I am, it's going to come off as sour grapes here, but let me tell you the story of why I feel like all of these award shows, radio, TV, movies, they're all worthless. They're all full of crap, right? A movie like Top Gun Maverick is never going to win the best picture. It's not artsy enough. It's not fancy enough. It doesn't have the best cinematic score, whatever. But I think they're going to be happy making the billion dollars mm-hmm. or whatever it is they're going to make yeah. and having people say, hey, that was a great movie. We went out and saw it. These award shows are the same way. WIBC is one of the best news talk radio stations in the country, yes. and it's not even close. Um, we are one of a handful of stations, along with the big one out of Cincinnati, KMOX in St. Louis, and uh, I would even go WGN, maybe in Chicago. Uh, what we do and what we have been doing for like 80 years here at WIBC, uh, it's amazing. The history of this radio station and what we're doing now. I don't think we necessarily need an award to justify how good we are and how good this station has been, right? You don't have to give an award to the Boston Celtics. They've got a bunch of championship banners hanging up that say, yeah, we understand how good we are. Here at WIBC, we understand how good we are. Um, It sucks Tony didn't win his award. Mm -hmm. It sucks WIBC didn't win their award. But that's how these things work. And I go back to my time when I was the promotions director here, Casey, because before I was on the air, I was the promotions and events director Mm -hmm. here. Um, For five straight years, I was nominated. I put WIBC's name in to be awarded this big, prestigious community relations award. It's Mm -hmm. called a Crystal Award. It's like the biggest thing you can do for community relations. There is nobody in America that has done more 
for Community Relations and Terry Stacy. Yes. Yeah. And our Neighbor to Neighbor program, which we launched together, Terry and I, she went out and did like 200 local community events a year. She'd bring the van. She'd bring prizes. Yeah. She was doing multiple events in a day, sometimes mm-hmm. like five or six on a weekend. She did like 200 events in a year. And for five straight years, we would submit that mm-hmm. along with our work with the Salvation Army and other charitable work and you're a national finalist, but you've never won. There is nobody in this country that has done more for the community than Terry Stacy, And that's when I knew these awards were crap. Well, you know, a lot of voters are people who work for the companies. And when you work for a big national company, of course, they're going to get all the votes. Right. And this station, WIBC, is so different than the traditional news talk station because we've got a little bit of everything you know we've got the conservative guy with the cigar (laughs) we've got the former official we've got the loose cannon shock jocks you know that's the stereotype of the people that we have here right that's what people say about our station but uh man what we do and how all of our shows are so different this is what makes wibc fun we don't need an award to tell us that we already have an award it's called ratings it's called revenue and we dominate that it's kind of how I feel about knowing I will never be in the Brownsburg High School Hall of Fame. <laughs> right. You know, everybody knows I'm the most famous, prevalent person to ever come out of that town. <laughs> but it's just never going to happen. That school is never going to allow me to be in anything Hall of Fame or noteworthy. And you just know, I know the good I do for the community every single day. Exactly right. WIBC and Rob Kendall, the people's champions. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Now, you have... <laughs> You have an incredible show. Uh, I just know when I say that, like the superintendent just threw up on his desk, and that's normally why I do that. Uh, you have a big Gordon Hayward doesn't fall in the category of the greatest Brownsburg product that comes out, but Rob Kendall does. That guy took the first train out of this town. Look at me. I'm still here to this day. He chose to go to Butler. He stayed. He literally stayed. No, he's on some basketball team now with a bad haircut. Um, what What's coming up? Don't you have some big show to Today. So this afternoon is going to be really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, at 4.30 this afternoon, Jeff Blackwell will join us in studio. His daughter was one of the victims of the FedEx massacre mm-hmm. that took place a little bit over a year ago. And he is on a um, crusade to make sure that what happened to his beautiful daughter, Samaria, does not happen to anyone else. So he wants to talk a little bit about uh, crime and policy and ways to protect people. Uh, he's going to join us in studio. Rick Snyder, FOP president, will join us in studio. And Rob, you will come back and go off ah. the rails. I'd like to point out I did a lot more for the community than Lance Lynn or Drew Storen or <laughs> Tucker Barnhart, too. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Hammer. You got it. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.